0: We have the privilege this morning of hearing from one of my favorite moms, I guess I only have two favorite moms, my, my own mother, who will be here in the second service, but this is my wife, Carrie. We've been married 22 years, and Carrie, um, if you know her, you know she's not the person who wants to be in the spotlight, but from time to time, God gives her something, and it's one of those things that she doesn't go, oh, I can't wait to share this, it's one of those things of, I have to share this. And so she's been talking to me about this for a little while, and I'm telling you guys, just... Buckle your seatbelts and even ask the Lord right now, Father, just, in fact, can, can I just pray over us? Father, I just pray that you would open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to receive what you have for us today. God, I am believing you for transformation as a result of hearing your word through the lips of Carrie this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you. Amen. Is it on? Okay. Well, good morning. Like Ken said my name is Carrie. If I haven't had the uh, privilege to meet you, I'm Ken's wife of 20, almost 22 years, and um, like he said, this is not my thing. Like seriously, I'm gonna be playing with my anxiety ring all morning. Like I can't help it. This is not this is not my deal. Normally, I'm hiding behind the piano or a guitar or a microphone or something. That's what, I, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm hiding. You may not know this about me, but I am totally a hider. Like, Ken was like, where is she? <laughs> she's hiding. That's what she's doing. So... Um, I was telling someone, or I was talking to someone earlier this week, and he was talking about how he used to hide in the kids' ministry. Like, you're in plain sight, but you're not really approachable. And that's what the platform is to me. I'm totally visible, but I'm not super approachable, which is terrible, but it's true. That's, that's the way it is. So um, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe you might be a hider, too. I don't know, do you ever find yourself, Andrew's like, yes, I hide behind the computer. We as moms, it's Mother's Day, do you ever, have you ever hidden from your kids? Usually in the bathroom, I used to think that was the best spot, but then they like little ducks, they just follow you in there, what are you doing? Well, what do you think I'm doing? Oh, mommy, you stink, like, well, then don't come in here, right? 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 We hide. So, do you ever find yourself hiding? Maybe you hide from, I don't know, your boss, Just kind of sneak in there, or a coworker. Have you ever been in the grocery store and you, oh my gosh, gotta go down the other aisle, right? Or maybe as kids, we hide from our parents. You know, they can read it on our face, so we keep your head down. Just sneak in, right? Maybe you hide from your teachers. Maybe you didn't do your homework, and you try and super sleuth, get in there, right? There's all kinds of reasons we hide. Have you ever tried to hide from God? Yes. Just recently, in the last five or six weeks... I got to the point that it was a rough time. And one morning, I, went, I got back in bed, closed the door, and I crisscrossed applesauce, and I threw the blankets over my head and was just telling God, can you stop looking at me? I know you see me, but can you just not look at me right now? Have you ever gotten to that point? Maybe you've never actually gone to the extreme that I have where you physically tried to hide from him or you told him to look away, but maybe you have tried to hide from him. Maybe it's not coming to church. Maybe it's but not opening up his word Maybe it's those people who love you but also love God and you've just kind of gone dark. You know, you're missing. So, I was thinking of why do I hide from God and maybe why do you hide from God? And it's shame. There's all kinds of reasons for shame. I hide from you. Not from God, but I hide from you because you've been coming, some of you have been coming to Journey Church for six months or six years, and I still don't know your name. (laughs) You laugh, but it's so true. I hide from God for all kinds of reasons. And some things you may be like, oh, they're big, you know, an adulterer. Yeah, you better hide from God or you murdered somebody. But it doesn't matter. Shame is so powerful, kind of like a splinter. It's so tiny. But yet if it sits there and it festers and it starts to get infected and then you can't even really use your hand anymore because it hurts so bad because you haven't dealt with it, Shame is like that. Shame is so powerful. It it inhibits like our daily lives. So in my shame recently, I wanted to just totally disappear. Like go away forever and disappear. And the enemy was so... Man, he's so sneaky. Just those little, Carrie, you're not good enough. You are so pathetic. Everybody sees. Why don't you just go away? This last time, this last time that you, you gossiped. That's the last time God's not going to forgive you. You did it one too many times. You're too greedy. God could never love you. You're nothing like him. He's so sneaky, that constant, constant, constant. So in that despair and shame just recently, God in his grace and mercy through his Holy Spirit I just kept hearing over and over in the midst of all that noise from the enemy, God kept speaking to my heart, go to the Father. Go to the Father. Go to the Father. Yes, you're covered in shame. Run to the Father. Are you tired? Are you weary? Go to the Father. Are you broken? Are you hurting? Go to the Father. Go to the Father. So, Praise God, that is what I did. So you may be asking yourself, what does that look like? What does that even look like, run to the Father? Like, do we come into Journey Church and stand here? Is this what it looks like? Well, for me, running to the Father is going to his word. God is so gracious that he gave us a love letter to us. It is to you. If you're ever kind of lost or confused or you don't know, I'm telling you, go to his word. It's the map. It's the, it's the information. It's, it's everything. It's his love letter to you. So you may be wondering like, okay, I don't, I don't know where to go. So if you look in your notes, I usually when I go to the father or I if I'm low or something like that, I go to Ephesians 1. So the first point in your notes is read the word. Get out your Bible and read the word. If you're like I don't know where to go, in your notes, everybody get out your phone right now. I'm being totally serious. Get out your phone. If you have a phone that has a camera on it, you're like, What are you doing to chant? I know you because I know me. You're probably going to leave this place and throw your notes away or lose them, or they're going to be in your car smushed under French fries and stuff like that. So, what I want you to do is, I want you to take a picture of that list of scriptures. So, who cares if you lose the notes? If you get to the point that you feel shame and you hear the Holy Spirit say, run to the Father, I want you to be able to go back into your phone and see what scriptures might be good. Okay, now these aren't all of them, like you may have some that you just always go to, but these are go-tos for me, so I wanted to share them with you. So this, this time specifically, I went to Ephesians 1, and I changed the pronouns This is the reading in the New New Living Translation. I think this is in your notes. It says, All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed, and this is where I changed it, me. God has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because, why has he blessed you? Why has he blessed me? Because I am united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved me and chose me in Christ to be holy. He has chosen me to be holy. And without fault in his eyes, God decided in advance to adopt me into his own family by bringing me to himself through Jesus Christ this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So I praise God for the glorious grace he has he's poured it out on me, who belongs to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased my freedom with the blood of his son and forgave my sins. So in one of those times that I just kept hearing the enemy over and over, you're not enough, you did it again, you're so pathetic. I got out God's word. I went to Ephesians 1 and I read it. No, not today. I am chosen, adopted, redeemed, forgiven, lavished with all grace and wisdom. Okay, so number one, read the word. Number two, the next thing I did is I wrote it. I got out my notebook because that's what I do. I'm not a visual learner. Maybe you're not. Maybe you hear Ken and me. T- Hello? Maybe you hear Ken and me talking about and you're like, read the word. I don't I just I have to read it 85 times before I get anything out of it. Maybe you're not a visual learner. I'm not. Maybe you're an auditory learner. Maybe you need to hear it. In the Bible app, which is free, it will read it to you. So you can do see it with your eyes, but you can also hear it with your your ears. I am a kinesthetic learner which means I learned tactile. The best way for me to learn it is to write it down. and So that's what I did. I got out, I got out my Bible and I just started writing it and I highlighted and I circled and, I, and then I started writing it in the sides, in the margin, the bullet points of that. I am chosen, loved, adopted as his own. He wanted to do this. Read the word, write the word, repeat the word. So then I'd love to tell you that as soon as I did this, as soon as I ran to the Father, my shame just melted away and everything was, as Ken says, cupcakes and unicorns. That is not the case. The enemy is still, even right now, he's, he's like... Oh, my gosh, Carrie DeChant, you're pathetic. They're not listening to you. That, that, no. I'm going to repeat it over and over and over. I am chosen. Before he made the world, he chose me to be holy and blameless in his sight because I am united with Christ. And then my mind, you know, I'll go throughout the, you know, Ten more seconds later, and then all of a sudden it's back again. No. I'm telling you, I, had to, I still have to do it over and over and over, and I will continue to do it until I leave this body and am united with him in his presence. That's the, that's the reality of what it is. So, David, David got this. So let's do this, this awkward transition. But Andrew, would you have Kim Foreman is going to read the psalm this week.
1: The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, They will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when trouble comes. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy and singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord.
0: I want to go through this verse by verse. Verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? Who is the light and the salvation? Is it me? No. I'm the moon. God is the sun. I just reflect him. In myself, I am pathetic. But by God's grace, he is the light. He is the salvation. In church world, we hear this word salvation. You know, oh, God is my salvation. I really started to think about this. God is the rescuer. I was thinking, right, recently I've been reading um, a couple novels from World War II and some of them were in behind enemy lines and then they could hear the because it was the allies were coming and they're, they're like, oh my gosh, we're being rescued. It's finally time. Like they're finally here. God is that that sound. He is the rescuer. He is the light and the salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? God is my fortress protecting me from danger. This, this, this is God. He's, he's the protector. He's, he's the body shield. I'm, I'm under there going, oh my gosh. He's he's taking the bullet for you. He already has done it. He is the fortress, but we have to get into his presence. When the the evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Okay, it's not just people, though. Man, the enemy uses people to be... But it's him, it's it's his voice. But the word of God says they are gonna stumble and fall. It makes me think of a bird that goes into that flies into a glass. Didn't see it coming there. I'm telling you, God is your protector. The enemy's gonna come and they're not gonna see it coming. Okay, God is your shield though a mighty army surrounds me. Dude, I feel that. My heart will not be afraid, even if I am attacked I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in his house all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in his temple. Verse 5, 4, he will conceal me there when trouble comes. He will hide me in his sanctuary. So where is the refuge from shame? It's in his presence. Yes. It's only in him. Yes. It's only in him. But we have to be in him. Yes. He's doing this, but if you're like, meh, 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 you're, not, you're not under that protection. Right. You, you've moved away from it. And the enemy can be more, but as long as we stay in his presence, in his word, and abiding in him, there's no shame. Verse, Continue verse number uh, five. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He, not me. I'm not climbing out of the rock. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. I don't do it myself. You can't do it yourself. You'll never be enough. It's only through him and his grace. Verse 6, then he will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. He will hold my head up high. When I want to do this, he will say, "Uh -uh. uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no, I'm with you. I took that shame. I've already taken your sin. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. Listen, verse 8, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. God has said, Come and talk with me. The word come is action. He doesn't say, say, It doesn't say, My heart has heard you say, Talk with me. My heart has heard you say, Come. You have to move. I had to take off those stupid covers, I had to get out of that room, get out of the shower. Get out of the living room. I don't know, but you need to move. If it's nothing else, it's that declaration of statement. Do you see me? I'm moving. I'm not staying here. I'm moving. Go. Move. Talk with him. Not, n- verse 9. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in your anger you have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. Oh, my goodness. I have Some other things that I write, I'm not a journaler. Ken's more of the journaler. But in, in some of those frustrating times recently, I just wrote it out. I was like, oh, I wish I would have brought my notebook. I was like, God, I'm going all David on you right now. Smite them. Like, seriously. Actually, I think I did bring my notebook. It's back there. I was like, smite them. They have, blah, 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 but I'm going to him. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O oh God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me, okay? teach me how to live, O oh Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. They are. He is waiting to devour you. Teach me how to live. Because there's a reason I had shame. The the one time is because I was so greedy that morning. There was a lot going on, and I wasn't very mentally stable at the moment but I was just like crying and yelling at to Ken. I'm like, I don't make enough money and all the money I make, we give it away. <laughs> so he was like, he didn't know how to handle that. <laughs> so he went down and ran on the treadmill and that's when that shame came. That shame of, oh my gosh, God, you've been so good to me, and here I am, oh my gosh. So there has to be change. I deserved shame, but because of God's grace, I see you, Carrie. So that's why I confessed, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry, please, only because of Jesus can I come to you and ask that you would Remove this sin. Have mercy on me. And because I did that, then I can live without shame. But teach me how to live. Verse 11, teach me how to live so I don't have to have shame anymore. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Verse 12, do not let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things I've never done he's accusing you of things that you've never done. (laughs) You're this, you're this, you're this. No. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Verse 13, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living, Not not just on the other side. I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness here, In between Fremont and Clyde, Ohio, I'm confident I already have seen God's goodness. Last verse, verse 14. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. The word wait here in Hebrew is actually the word quava, I feel like Ken. I'm going all nerdy on you. Quava. <laughs> but listen to this. What it actually means is to bind or twist something together. It's not just a wait. It's a connect, braid, twist together. Wait patiently. Bind yourself into him and stay there and only because of his grace and mercy then can we be courageous if we're under his shield his protection then we can be courageous and you can point to the enemy enemy and be like ha do you see this Uh uh, man. You just try it. That would be hilarious. You just try and come at me because he's my protector. So, some of you, though, I don't want to assume that all of you have ever received that grace. What Jesus is, Jesus came. And took that punishment. God himself stood in front of us and said, No, don't hurt her. Don't punish her. Punish me instead. And only because of Jesus can we be forgiven. And like I said, all you have to do is confess that he is Lord and follow him, and stay in his presence, and then everything will change. So what I want this time to be is a, would you stand? In a moment, they're going to sing a song and I'm going to join with you, but I would ask you maybe you have no reason to be ashamed I don't know, but I want, I want us collectively as a body of believers to move and make a declaration of I am going to connect myself to you I am choosing to run to you away from the lies and the shame and I am going to put myself under your protection. So if you would, if you're willing, would you come forward as they sing and just make that a Do you see me God? You said come, you said come. So I'm coming.
1: Go ahead.
2: i <laughs>
0: Father, I believe this morning that I am speaking through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, run to the Father. Don't hide anymore. Run to him. Are you broken? Are you hurting? Are you lonely? Are you sad? Run. Run. What would happen if we, as a group of, I don't know, 150 people, if we all of a sudden started doing this every day, every time the enemy started to lie, what what kind of effect would it have? What kind of effect does it have? It's like, a, it's, I'm, I'm a pebble, and there's small ripples. But if we as a body of believers, if we collectively always run to the Father, that will change us. We're no longer a pebble. We are a huge boulder and the ripples could be exponential by his grace. So I'm telling you, I'm begging you. Hear the Holy Spirit tell you this morning. Run to him. He Back to Ephesians, it gives him joy. He's not going, Oh my gosh, I don't like this, but I'll do it. No, it gives him pleasure. I got you. I got you. I'm going to pray for you. Father, first of all, we exalt you this morning. Oh, you're so good, your grace. Jesus, that you would do this for us, that you would be the shield, the forgiver, the redeemer, the salvation, the rescuer. Jesus, Holy Spirit, remind us over and over and over and over to run to you. Help us not to wait or to even walk, but to run to you. Over and over. Lord, I commit us to you. We're yours, Lord. Top to bottom, beginning to end. Yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for being patient with me.